Hello! Welcome to issue 12 of the Attention Span Newsletter by me, Janan Marashdigil. I'm a writer, a literary translator, an artist and a curator of cultural programs based in Amsterdam. Every other week I take the time to reflect and offer a glimpse of how I see and feel the world through the lens of culture, art, translation, poetry and literature. For those of you who prefer an audio experience, I am recording this podcast version just for you. And I also invite you to support my work via Patreon, via patreon.com slash span for just 3 euros a month. And I'm very thankful for your presence and your attention. Last summer, I wrote an essay on Etel Adnan for the Poesie Krant, uh, translated to Dutch by Martin Wiesenbeek. And my heart just told me that today... It's a good day to share the original English version with you. I've made a selection of photographs in the newsletter version, if you want to check it out, if you can, um, to accompany this essay. And the essay also includes a list of references, including writing and audiovisual material. And therefore, my usual reading, watching and listening list and my notes on translation and sketchbook page have been incorporated into this one essay which I hope will feed your thoughts, your heart, and your soul. So here it is. The beauty of impermanence on Etel Adnan. Etel Adnan's poetry books are placed in my library in Amsterdam, in front of a futuristic version of my home city of Brussels as reimagined by artist François Schreuten. Nothing more than le hasard, the randomness that sometimes guide our lives, which Adnan was fond of. The poet and artist also valued dialogue and connection with her work and encouraged it in others too. As she once told then-assistant editor Dominique Edé at the newspaper El Safa in Lebanon, where Adnan was cultural editor in the 70s, to write about Picasso and Um Kulthum in the same article, if you feel the need to. I therefore suspect she would have enjoyed this conversation. Her work had started in a corner of my chosen home. As I open Adnan's poetry collection, Surge, I find a flower petal I had stored inside, a gesture I often do as a way to preserve or to archive life. The tiny purple petal has found its way to the following verses. We are such that in us memory needs another facet of itself, ultimately that other energy that we call the real. Otherwise, it would be useless, and wouldn't that energy help the renewal of forests? I wonder. Etel Adnan's work encapsulates ongoing wonder and a search for beauty in a world filled with violence and injustice. Throughout her oeuvre and in her numerous interviews, one understands that despite all the horrors and the divisions created by wars and conflict, many of which he has seen from within as well as from afar, Adnan agreed to accept the world as it is. But acceptance doesn't equate torpor. The world demands us to respond, she tells Ricardo Caram. While problems destroy, they also sustain us, she says, adding that fighting gives energy. I quote, it is a reason to live. And 
We have to move forward. There is no other choice. Etel Adnan was born in Beirut in 1925 to a Greek Orthodox mother from Smyrna, today's Izmir in Turkey, a city that was burned to disappearance in 1922, and a Syrian Muslim father, a high-ranking Ottoman officer who was a classmate of Mustafa Kemal Atatürk, the founder of modern Turkey. Sharing a geography and a part of my own history with Adnan is a connection I cautiously nurture because I also understand that having roots in places where chaos has been predominant has its weight. And thinking beyond simplified identities becomes not only a necessity, but an urgency. Etel Adnan started writing poetry in French, which had become her primary language upon enrolling in a French convent school as a child. Her first work of poetry was a long poem she titled Le Livre de la Mer, The Book of the Sea, a poem which sees the interrelation between the sun and the sea as a kind of cosmic eroticism. At home, she spoke Greek with her mother and Turkish with her father. Arabic was a language associated with shame and sin in the French mandate run Beirut Adnan grew up in. Although her books were translated into Arabic, it was never the language the poet used as one of her writing tools to create her own poetry. Adnan knew very well what it means to inherit language. Hers came with heavy historical and political baggage. With her restless pursuit for beauty and a rooted belief in acceptance and forgiveness, she reclaimed Arabic in her own terms. I quote, I soon realized that to me this meant a new language and a solution to my dilemma. I didn't need to write in French anymore. I was going to paint in Arabic. End quote. She started painting in the 60s in California where she was teaching philosophy of art from where she was following the Algerian War of Independence closely. Understanding the violence language carried in this colonial context this crucial development in her writing and artistic practice led to a shift to writing literary text and poetry mainly in English. Color, on the other hand, was a free language, not influenced by colonial powers, but pure and from the heart. With colors and lines, Adnan created a new vocabulary, which he used to paint abstract oil paintings, create tapestries and leporellos where all gestures, writing, poetry, drawing and painting came together in all the languages of her life. It's not surprising that between May and September 2022, the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam dedicated an exhibition to Etel Adnan titled Color as Language. Like a devout pilgrim, I was the first to enter the exhibition rooms at 9 in the morning on the day it opened to the public, alone the first half an hour, perusing the colors, shapes, words, and lines. I inhabited this retrospective of Etel Adnan's languages in decades of work, dictated by emotions and events. I met her beloved mountain Tamalpais through the multiple homages in watercolor, ink, oil paint, and in writing she made. A point of reference during the 40 years she spent in California, seeing it from her window, the mountain became a definition of home for Adnan. 
It was also one example of her deep connection to nature, observing its impermanence that reminded her of her own as humanity. As I walked among known works and those I was discovering for the first time, I hung around the Leporellos, in which she had copied verses of Arabic poetry, which I had first seen in Paris back in 2015, another small pilgrimage I did at the time to the Galerie Le Long. I had naively peeked at the price list back then. I'm pleased that today many of Etel Adnan's works are in museums for the general public to be able to feel and experience. It was always important for Adnan that her writing, poetry and art remain conversations, as she didn't believe in creating work for oneself. Her love for architecture was a perfect example of this ongoing exchange between people and art, as well as the importance of beauty to be accessible for all. From cultural journalism, filmmaking to theatre, Adnan touched on many art forms to express emotions and continue resisting the world's pain and suffering with beauty. She had contemplated becoming an architect when younger, only to be shut down by her mother who told her it was a man's job and how dared she even think about it. This didn't stop her to dream a house she could build with a room for every art field, a room for poetry, a room for films, one for painting and so on. She had a fascination for, for architecture, which she saw as a social art, a gift to the public, no matter who you are. Adnan didn't care for classifications. Writer Dominique Edé offers a sharp analysis as to why Etel Adnan's art took so long to gain global recognitions. And I quote the following paragraph from a translation by Ross Schwartz. Success came late because she was a woman and because she was ahead of her time, but also because she could not be pigeonholed. If her success is now global, it is probably because the world is discovering the limitation of classification, because it is suffering from the ills that Ethel had explored fully before anyone else. End quote. L'eau peut-elle avoir soif? I stopped by the flowers planted in honor of Van Gogh by a wall of the Marine Train in Amsterdam, where the painter lived from May 1877 to July 1878 with his uncle, who was a commandant in the Navy. I stopped to write down this line I just heard listening to a podcast episode of an homage in French to Etel Adnan. L'eau peut-elle avoir soif? I translated quickly as I walked by this memory of the painter engraved in public space. Can water be thirsty? I draw the verse in my notebook with my fountain pen. You can read someone through their handwriting, Adnan once said. It's a photography of our soul. I look up at the flowers reminiscing the painter whose work Adnan had first encountered in the 50s in Paris. She says about Van Gogh. Van Gogh's drawing is not drawing, more writing, because he follows a rhythm more than a meaning. Another line in French transpierces my ears. 
Que signifie appartenir à une terre I write it down too, but my handwriting is now more shaky, almost nervous. I can't translate it on the spot. I return home to look up the exact verses from the collection Sea and Fog. What does it mean to belong to a land? For those of us who live away from a private history, the question never heals. Whether using a pen, a palette knives, which you prefer to brushes when painting, pastels, ink, paper, a canvas, or a leporello, Etel Adnan allowed the material to guide her poetic and artistic expression. Her responses to The Weight of the World, to echo one of her beautiful series, have been an invitation to dialogue, to meditate and reflect together. A collective experience filled with the humility we are hungry for today. The following words were all over the walls of the Van Gogh Museum exhibition. I will write what I see, I paint what I am. In her latest Leporellos, Adnan started drawing birds. Browsing through her poetry books again, I find one of my pressed flower petals inside the poetry collection there in the light and the darkness of the self and the other. It kept its red color and even got brighter as it dried. The resilience of the flower to remain so vivid sent me back to Adnan's reflections about memory, especially collective memory, being a struggle against death, almost a kind of madness. My tiny red petal found a dwelling place by one of the poems in the collection, entitled Here. What is here? A place or an idea, a circle focused in God's eye, a cosmic wave's frozen frame, transient, doomed. Here, where the heat mollifies, when the body surrenders before solicitations could reach it, and there where the temperature boils the mind and makes it explode into sudden action. Here is the point of no return. Etel Adnan's oeuvre breeds an endless yearning for beauty, while carrying the weight of the world into multi-layered quests in all its contradictions. In accepting the world as it is and finding solace and strength in the act of forgiveness, Adnan has gifted us with her universe, a most wonderful reflection of the greater world surrounding it, and a reminder that the purpose of life is to attain freedom, that the gift of life is freedom. Etel Adnan's lifelong partner, artist Simone Fatal, intimately illustrates this attainment. And I quote, Etel sits at her table, places before her a small canvas stretched on a wooden frame and starts mixing colors. She does not always begin as she once did with a red square, a mark that helped her organize the space around it. She no longer needs to. She feels much freer. She wants to go places. She sees these vast expanses of landscapes, mountains, rivers, and plains. She wants to go there, and so she does. 
So let me share a few references with you. So the essay was written in Amsterdam in May 2023. It was published in the Poesiekrant in Dutch, translated by Martin Wiesenbeek in July 2023. It's published in English for the first time in the Attention Span newsletter. All translations to English in the essay, unless otherwise stated, are my own. The works cited are from Etel Adnan's, her book Surge, uh, from 2018. There, in the light and the darkness of the self and the other, from 1997. Sea and fog, from 2012. And her essay, To Write in a Foreign Language, in Tom Donovan and Brandon Shimoda's To Look at the Sea is to Become What One Is, an Etel Adnan Reader, Volume 1, published in New York in 2014. I have also quoted from the Van Gogh Museum exhibition catalogue, Ethel Adnan Vincent Van Gogh, Kleur als Taal, Color as Language, with writings by Saratas, Simon Fatal, Ethel Adnan. It's published by Van Gogh Museum and Uitgeverij Tijdsbeeld uh, from 2022. The translations to English of Saratas' word are by Ted Alkins. And I've also quoted from interviews and homages. Um, L'entretien infini est el Adnan, conversation avec Hans Ulrich Obrist at la Fondation Cartier pour l'art contemporain in 2014. There is a YouTube link, which I will put in the show notes. Entretien avec Etel Adnan in conversation avec uh, Ricardo Caram. That's from 2019. I will also link to the podcast in the show notes. Dominique Edé, Etel l'oiseau rare. First published in French in Lorient Le Jour on 19 November 2021. English translation by Ross Schwartz in January 2022. I will also link to the article uh, in Lorient Le Jour. And last but not least, La beauté de la lumière, entretien, Etel Adnan et Laure Adler, avec Laure Adler, Hans-Ulrich Aubrist et Jean Frémont. Lecture par Nathalie Richard, rencontre animée par Marie-Madeleine Rigopoulos. That's from 18 March. 2022. It was at La Maison de la Poésie in Paris. It's in French. And I will also link to it in the show notes. I'm very moved that I shared this essay with you and I hope you have enjoyed listening to it. And I will speak to you again in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>